Hi there, my name's Will Truby, and welcome to Pick and Mixtape, the podcast where we curate a playlist for a very specific mood. Each episode, I gather a bunch of friends together. We each pick a song for the playlist, and then we discuss them. After we're done, we try and place them in a track list that would make sense to listen to all in one go. On this second episode, we're picking songs that you'd listen to while in a getaway. We've got a good selection of high-intensity and high-fun songs this episode, just maybe make sure you're not driving while you're listening. My guests are Beth Booth, Emily Clark, Ed Truby, Jess Robinson, Lydia McKean, and Tom Peters. If you want to listen along, the playlist is on our YouTube channel, which is Pick and Mixtape Podcast. That's the letter N as in Fish and Chips, or Guns and Roses. Thanks for listening. Okay, so the first song that we are going to listen to is Tick Tick Boom by The Hypes. Do you want to go ahead? To be honest, I mostly pick this because it slaps. It has that like intensity that I feel like was kind of what this called for. Like to me, a getaway song is immediately going to be like intense and a little bit chaotic. It just feels kind of rough around the edges. And like, it's not, it's not complicated. It's actually very simple. Like there aren't that many words. Like it's not sung incredibly like skillfully. And it just like doesn't stop going. It just like doesn't drop that intensity pretty much throughout. I mean, I think having listened to the whole playlist, there are definitely some different like vibes of getaway in there. I feel like this is a getaway (laughs) that like looks cool, but maybe isn't going super well. (laughs) Like It's like, yeah, I'm really cool. And like, yeah, rocking out. But like, it's, it's maybe not been the best planned out. Yeah, it, I actually have, have had this in the in the bank for like three years because when me and Will went to see Baby Driver in 2017, we had a whole conversation about like driving songs and like what songs you would be in a heist to. So I've actually had this in the back pocket since 2017. But I haven't changed my choice since then because it just slaps. I think I was really getting a Baby Driver feeling for it when I, when I was like listening to it driving. I was like, I, I feel like uh, Ansel, whatever he's called, just absolutely sitting in the car, headphones on, ignoring the world, but going too fast. You mentioned about the lyrics because I, you know, this song has been out for like 15 years now. And I imagine we've all heard it like probably a hundred times. But when I was like sat and actually intensely listened to the lyrics, I was like, these these lyrics are really kind of meaningless. I feel like they sound they sound like encouraging and they sound like they've got a lot of like 
rock and roll and drive behind them. But actually, the kind of vibe of it is more important than the actual, the meaning. I don't know if that's because they are Swedish and so, like, English isn't their first language. But I think it's interesting that the lyrics are kind of just there to be shouted. You don't think it's meaningful to say, it's too late, it's too soon, or is it? <laughs> tick, 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 <laughs> tick, tick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, I think it's just that... I think he came up with the tick, 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 boom bit and was like, this is great. I don't know what it means, but I need to put this in a song somewhere. I think it's all about that riff, though, because you've got this constant, strong, repetitive riff that just, like, propels this, like, chaotic sense of motion, which I think gets that real, like, it, it's, it's really cinematic. I can see, like, a like a movie scene playing in my head from maybe a slightly, like, funny action movie where they've just done a drive-by of something stupid. Or maybe, like, during COVID, they've stolen a ton of toilet roll and they're driving <laughs> a, Ford Corp, like a, a little Ford or something, but, of course, uh, and you can see it playing out in your head. And I think it comes down to, like, that riff and that constant, like, relentless motion. Mm-hmm. It has that um, getaway energy. Like when I was listening to it, because I was just sitting there and kind of thinking, this is the song that you would listen to as an angsty teenager in a car wanting to be in a getaway. The way that, like Tom said, you kind of play a film of your life as you as a getaway driver listening to this song. And it's just perfect. It's a really good combination. Yeah, I think you're right that it doesn't it doesn't sound like a maybe particularly skilled getaway. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like <laughs> yeah. you'd be watching it and you'd be like, wow, that's incredible like driving. It it is very much like panic, but also like celebration of like the oh the whatever, the robbery, the heist or whatever uh going well. It's very much just the absolute energy of escaping and going as fast as you can, not necessarily like they're actually a good driver. It does feel like a bit of a boy racer song, I think. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a getaway going on a straight road in one direction. Like, there's no stunts going on in this song, you know? It's like, we're going as fast as we can, for as long as we can. That's the vibe. <laughs> that is also, incidentally, a terrible getaway. So that fits as well. Because like, if you're literally just driving fast in one direction, it's not going to get you very far. <laughs> but it is like, yeah. it's funny, I think you were saying about it being like relentless and and repetitive and I do think like it is quite striking with these songs that a lot of them are actually very riffy like they just have kind of one riff that just like goes round and round and is very like relentless and I do think that that clearly is like the kind of that gives it that feeling of like speed and escape. I think it's the type of thing that you can like zone in and out of as well like when you're having to concentrate you don't actually have to think about the song as much but you can really like still get the energy from it while it's playing even if you're not concentrating too much on what's actually happening in your ears i think that ties back into the fact that there's not much made of like the words it's more just about the the sound of it and how that like sound translates to how you feel it's just cool noise yeah. <laughs> music it's just cool noise. <laughs> um, yeah and then there's those you're right but then there's those like brief moments like where he says tick tick boom where everything absolutely cuts out where like Mm. if you maybe if you maybe have zoned out a little bit it snaps your focus right Mm. back to right back to the song right back to the present which i think is really it's really effective yeah i thought that was what made it so good for a sort of getaway because there's like the light and the shade 
is very contrasted. So it does kind of grab you and pull you back in if you've not like, if you've zoned out of it. I, I wrote a little note that just said, um, wonderfully raucous and it's a jam. So yeah, Beth, you said, you said that, right? That's I all think you need. What, wonderfully raucous is, is a, I is love a the yelling. way of summing it out. Like, because <laughs> it sounds chaotic, but also like in, in like a upbeat kind of celebratory way. The thing about the extremes of contrast, not to be too on the nose, but it is very like zero to 60. It's kind of like either all out or like, it all kind of disappears and I think that like that thing of polarized extremes definitely has that chaotic energy it does not feel in any way like thought through or restrained or like sort of carefully planned and which is why I I think it would be a bit of a crap getaway this one's particularly made me think baby driver I do just feel like with the pauses it almost would be like a cinematic moment where he like is doing a a, a power slide and the, everything slows down yes. and then as it goes boom it just suddenly like accelerates off again it is very cin- cinematic in that sense i think i didn't want to say that because i thought that would sound too cliche and cheesy but that is like if you were gonna if you were gonna film a chase to that that is exactly what you do or like they've just gone for a jump and it's yeah. yeah. down. like ferris bueller that bit where <laughs> the guys steal the car and there's the star wars theme and they're going through slow-mo in the air yeah. I feel like that's that sort of moment. One one of the things that I thought when I was listening to this song, I was listening to it and I was like, I'm certain that either this song has been used in a car advert or would be a good car advert. So I did like 15 minutes of Googling. I'm going to try and find the advert because actually it does it does do a really good job of, of summing up kind of the the energy that we've been talking about. Yeah, I feel like that it, the song really works well with that advert because it's it's like a such a ridiculous thing to do with a car and it's like absolute um adrenaline and I feel like it 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 uses the song really well to like advertise a car that actually I don't think is an especially exciting car it's just a Citroen. Um <laughs> well, that's average. the dream, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good it's a good song to like sell a car to because it has that absolute um ridiculous exhilarating energy that we've all been saying this song has that would make you kind of want to go would want want to buy a car and really get that feeling. Got to go fast. Got to go fast. Um, the Citroen. It's Citroen. It's a Citroen C3, yeah. I do feel like this song really matches, like, the song and the car, particularly in that context, this is a getaway car for a Citroen. I mean, a getaway song for a Citroen. Yeah. You know? It's like, you're doing your best. Doing the best with what you got. It's not a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'll go, it'll do well. It'll do well. Might You might actually get away, but... Yeah. Only if you're really good. <laughs> Is it gonna you make probably it? won't. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. The next song, uh, which is Tom's selection, is Automatic Systematic Habit by Garbage. Well, this one came to mind literally like 10 minutes after you messaged me what the theme was going to be. 
because I've had to stop listening to this in the car because I always drive too fast. And I, I'm like, <laughs> like going along the dual carriageway, pootling along in my little car. And then this song will come on. And within like a few seconds, I'm going like 90. I'm like, Jesus Christ, slow down. So <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a good, I, I thought it was a good vibe for a getaway. I think it's got, it's, it's again, I think it's that relentless pace thing. I don't know. But again, not a serious getaway. It's a bit of like a campy getaway. <laughs> That's the best kind. Yeah, definitely. It's the only kind I do. Well, I was definitely picturing hearing this because I've never heard this song before. I love it. But what I was picturing was definitely that kind of like a movie centered on like a group of female characters and it's all quite like bubblegummy and like they're wearing pigtails and stuff like almost kind of birds of prey I was just and that and like my favorite kind of movie yes <laughs> and it's that it's that kind of getaway and they're all there in like sunglasses chewing gum and I just love it like the I think it's partly because when the chorus kicks in it's like so weirdly cheerful like the kind of the harmony of that first bit of chorus is just like it's it's like the kind of audio equivalent of like a sugar rush and it's just so fun. And that was immediately what I was picturing. Yeah, I just like it because it's not serious. And I think, I don't know, I have moved from, I have moved from listening to it in the car where it becomes slightly dangerous to listening to it where I work out instead. Because then I can just be happy, like, and, and I won't probably kill myself or anyone around me. Yeah, I agree with you that it's got like a big camp kind of energy and I'm not sure if I could like specifically describe, like I think the vocals have a lot of campness to them. And I think the fact that it swaps quite erratically between, you know, sort of semi-hard rock to like proper like bubblegum pop vibes. I wrote down that it kind of felt like it would be a song that Mika would write if he wanted to be like Queen. Cause it's got the really like, the really sugary Mika vibes <laughs> with the like camp rock of, not not the film, but the like, Camp rock <laughs> queen, um, and I think in the in the sort of cinema in my head, I feel like this song would really work. Like if you were introducing like a villain that you thought was cool, or like a sort of anti-hero character, like it's got a bit of a bad vibe to it, but it's also cool. That might just be a commentary on how we treat our kind of queer characters in movies, but I just think it's got it's got that kind of attitude and sass that you want in a getaway. It's that mixture of like happy and sad. Like Beth said, it's got that really like happy, strong chorus. But if you listen to like the lyric, she's just she's just like angry. And so you've got that like mixture of like angst and anger and badass pissed offness with this like happy kind of upbeat thing going on. They two smush together and just make it into like a weird campy getaway song for bubblegum chewing. Oh. <laughs> it's really interesting I was listening to it in fact first time I listened to it I didn't think this and just now I was like oh Madonna on the vocals <laughs> like it was a bit of that kind of vibe and now that you've said that about sort of ta- characterization of it the kind of badass female energy thing but also kind of camp and good vibes <laughs> that to me makes sense that association it feels like it should be part of like if you put it into like a cinematic picture in your head it's it's in some sort of like comedy movie or like birds of prey where it's got that real tongue-in-cheek it doesn't take itself seriously and it yeah. exists in between all of these different things and tries to make you experience them all at once and just ends up with a weird 
camping thing. It's like oh. chaotic queer energy. Yes. yes, that's it. Yes. Disaster by <laughs> Disaster by energy. Um, were you going to yeah. say something, Lydia? Were you? you got I was gonna. Well, I was gonna um, say keywords. I yeah, me too. Um, because <laughs> I wrote crunchy yet smooth. <laughs> Sounds just like peanut butter. Really, I really like the way the like the music in the background is kind of like it's crunchy. I'm really sorry. I couldn't find another word that was as good but it's kind of distorted and a bit spiky. And I think, especially in the first, like the intro and the first verse, you can hear some like metallic, like clanging in the background, but the vocals are like so smooth and electronic and crisp that it just, but somehow it just fits together really nicely, which I think expresses the same sort of energy that we're all thinking of with what scene it would be put against. It's all a bit chaotic, but somehow everything's going perfectly, you know? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm feeling from it, basically. I think that's what I like about this band overall. I mean, I've loved this band for years because they sort of exist somewhere between pop and grunge. They've got these like grungier elements to them, but then they've got these really like electronic pop elements and her voice in quite a lot of songs is quite like grungy. And then a load of their other songs, you can imagine like the slower ones totally in Buffy at the, at the like the bronze or whatever and they've yeah. got that real 90s vibe to them and they exist right in this middle place which shouldn't work it shouldn't work like this song it shouldn't work but it does <laughs> I think the grunginess is probably part of what gives off that like <clears throat> fear energy as well partly just because I feel like nostalgia for previous decades is just like inherently queer now <laughs> um <but> also <laughs> like because you can specifically that like grungy energy you can specifically it just feels like the person listening to this song should be wearing a flannel shirt. I don't know if it was me sort of listening into the sounds a bit too much with the context of this podcast in mind, but I really, some of the melodic synths in like the sort of intro and between the chorus and stuff, it really reminded me of just sort of like car wheel screeching, like um, skidding and setting off. I don't, it obviously wasn't in, intentional for that sound, but it's that sort of abrasive like you said, crunchy sound that just, I think it just gave off the sort of high adrenaline energy. It totally does. And I didn't, I mean, I, I listened to this song for quite a while. I love this album. And I didn't think about how that synth sounded like screeching car wheels until I thought about it in this context. But it totally does. That like slightly cheesy synth sound, which, which gives it that real like late 90s early 2005 it does it sounds like it's meant to be imitating a car the next <laughs> song we are going to listen to is <coughs> eve of destruction by the chemical brothers and that's lydia's choice in choosing this song because I'm a really big Aurora fan she's one of my favorite artists and um it's got to the point where if I know that she's doing a collaboration with someone I'll be like oh I need to go listen to that immediately so I kind of know the Chemical Brothers and I know they're famous ones like Galvanize and that sort of thing but um it's it's just a bop 
I've written future bops and underlined it twice. That's kind of, <laughs> that's the sort of energy. I felt like it really fitted the sort of getaway where like, you know, you're going to succeed. You've got utmost, the utmost confidence that you possibly could have in this situation. Like maybe there's some hairy moments, but you know that it's going to be okay because you're like a really cocky protagonist who knows all the back streets that are neon lit obviously and and you're a good driver so you're gonna be fine and also like you've stolen something but not really because you've just taken it back so you're the person who is there's justice that is being done here I don't know I just I just really like how how groovy it is you know and, think, and there's so many different elements to this song. There's so many things that happen. It's so noisy and so great that I just really like it. And it feels like it moves a lot and very quickly, which is something that does tend to happen in a getaway. So hence my choice. I think what's interesting is with you saying like, it sounds like neon and stuff like that is I listened to this song and it was immediately like, this is such a <laughs> cyberpunk song. This feels like yes. kind of like 50 years in the future and then we've got like hovering cars and like it's filmed at night and there's loads of neon and lasers yes. and stuff. I immediately was like, this is such a like futuristic kind of like cyberpunk race. Um, yeah. It's probably because there's the the kind of collision of weird jumpy around synths and then there's like the disco and kind of gospel samples that all kind of get mushed together i think it feels both 80s and futuristic so immediately cyberpunk Mm mm-hmm yeah, I was going to say, like, with you talking about the kind of confidence, I think there definitely is, like, a feeling of confidence to this. And this might be a challenging thing to say, but I was thinking, Tron Ocean's Eleven. We, yeah, I'm just we gonna go that I was going to say, I was going to say Tron, I was going to say Tron, um, like, Fifth Element, and then Made Queerer. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was awesome. like, Blade Runner, but without the rain, is what I was thinking. <laughs> Very good. But queerer, obviously, like that's inherent. More more colour, more colour. Yeah. I love how, like, for lack of better terms, how, like, round and bouncy those synths are as well. Like, that that synth riff that just kind of, like, is really repetitive. It's so, like, bubbly. I don't know. It just feels... just sounds very round and full and warm and like there's there's just something lovely about that it's so like almost like optimistic as a sound Mm. like as a sound to me it feels like you know when people put slime on top of a big speaker and it just like (laughs) yeah around in the middle it's totally that it's those vibes (laughs) it's that's so wonderfully specific the first thing that came to mind for me was video game getaway Mm. Like, but a kind of Pac-Man <clears throat> vibe video game. Like, and so I was thinking, you know, because you were saying how it's optimistic and that kind of round sound that's almost comforting. Like, you know, it, in the end, you'll play this game a million times and eventually you'll get away, you know? So there is no failure. There is, there is, you can play the song again. You can do the game again. You will get away. That's, that was kind of what was going through my head and that whole like the lyrics where it says, keep running, keep running. Um, it's sort of motivational, you know, it's, it's not sort of, it's not badass in the same way as the last two were um, in their own subtle ways. This one's much more kind of 
come on you can do it it does feel a bit like if someone punches you to this song you're gonna like bounce off the walls like your rubber right <laughs> like it's all very kind of it's like it's super like fun and cool but that it doesn't feel like there's like, terrible stakes it's kind of yeah cartoony video gamey like very fun it's, it's gonna kind be, of, you're gonna be okay right yeah you're indestructible if you're mm-hmm. having a getaway to this song you're indestructible you like nothing bad's gonna happen you know <laughs> I, I was thinking this. I think it's probably partly to do with the idea, like coming to this with the idea of a, a car chase, because I, when I was listening to this, I was thinking it was really like choreographed sounding. I think just because it's so straight and there's so many like places for with the, within like the music video, just like dancing movements in between the beats and stuff. But I think when we were listening to these in the car, like you said something quite interesting about like a lot of them were quite video gamey and you were saying super mario like the last lap of super mario where it all sort of gets a bit a little bit more serious but it's still not really that serious um i, I feel like it's almost because it a car chase is such a ridiculous cinema type thing that's the only place you see it i think that's why a lot of them have come out as you know these more upbeat you wouldn't see these songs on fast and furious you know like i, I think it's just that sort of cartoony vibe there's a different level of intensity and a different kind of intensity in every song. And I think in, in this song, it's like, it's less like, a, it, it's not chaotic. Like, like you just said, Ed, like everything's really super tight and like the bass is really, really tightly produced. Like uh, it's really clippy, but it's kind of, it's almost intense how perfectly metric everything is. Like all of the sounds perfectly like, like land on the beat. And there's such a, such a wide array of different kind of like timbres and stuff, but they all like flow in and out of each other perfectly. I feel like that's kind of intense in a way that it's got all your bases covered in terms of sounds, but everything's perfectly in time. Also, it's very mm. rhythmically perfect, but like harmonically, it's actually quite janky in places in a way that I think is actually really fun. Like there are some there are some weird like kind of slides that Aurora does that I think like travel definitely through like microtones. Um, Mm -hmm. And there are some, some kind of weird dissonant bits and there are some synths where just like the way that they're programmed, it's like, they don't sound perfectly kind of like on that pitch. They're not clean. Um, And I think it's such a lovely kind of contrast that it's like, there's a certain kind of like controlled chaos to the harmony sometimes, but it's like within this very like structured rhythmic world and it never feels like you're out of control. It's like, well, like I say, like controlled chaos. I think we'd be, we'd be remiss to not talk about the vocals because there's like four or five different voices going on in there. There's Aurora's kind of like weird, kind of like spooky stuff going on. And there's the robotic kind of sounding bit that does a call and answer with her. And then there's the kind of gospel sample. And then there's the the Japanese rapper, I think she's called Nene or Nini or something. Like her voice adds another different element into it. I feel like I don't have anything especially clever to say about them. But I think the mm-hmm. fact that there's such a huge cast of different voices and kind of different characters working within this song, that feels especially like it would be in a cinema or in a, in a video game or something. Um, it is definitely weird from the off, just with the, the dissonance of the eve of destruction just from the beginning. Like, you know that it's not going to be a completely, like, comfortable ride from the start of the song. You know, it's going to be something where you're sort of going to have to grit your teeth a bit through some parts of it, but you're going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You're definitely not listening to, like, Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of getaway would that be? Jeez. Very kind sad, of, slow one. 
existential crisis in the rain just like (laughs) so having heard the lyric keep running keep running I kind of spiraled off the first time that I listened to this and realized that I'd assumed so far that getaways were in cars but kind of thinking more literally the question came up does it have to be in a car or can it be an on-foot getaway and would this song be good as an on-foot getaway song and I feel like it would because it's like that more motivational kind of be clever concentrate you can do it get your bonus points you know all that kind of stuff Get the token. Yeah, I think I think power you'd have up. To be yes. Like, you'd have to be like half alien robot though while all that was happening. Ron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is on my gym playlist. Like I absolutely it does make you run faster. Yes, exactly. So maybe we should we should reassess yeah. the concept of a getaway as not purely vehicle based. I mean I'm not a driver, so that I guess my mental picture was slightly different anyway. <laughs> but you know, why can't we have on-foot getaways, guys? <laughs> Representation <laughs> matters. Yeah. Representation yeah. on drive. <laughs> Representation for the bicycle chase. <laughs> Accessibility. <laughs> Ooh. I think a I getaway think is a getaway. I think as long as there's an intensity to it, like I could see definitely like a kind of rooftop running kind of like parkour kind of scene to this. I don't know if anyone's ever played Mirror's Edge or watched Mirror's Edge. It's a really good game if, for anyone who's not played it. There's, it's a lot of parkour and a lot of like jumping off walls and like trying to find your way around like enemies, but you know not non-lethally like running past staircases and kind of jumping off walls. It's very very cool. But I think there's definitely an argument to be made for as long as it's intense. A getaway can be any sort of medium. I guess that's why Lewis Capaldi doesn't work. There's not really. <laughs> That sort of intensity. Well, unless you're like, unless you're like having an existential crisis and running away from yourself. But sure. Yeah, you know. Ooh. Unless, <laughs> unless it's a really deep getaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So if if it's okay for us to move on, the next <clears throat> song we are going to listen to is "Crush" by Pendulum. I really struggled picking a song. I think my my, my immediate thought was I, I wanted something electronic and I sort of was leaning <laughs> towards Dead Mouse, but a lot of them just let up quite a lot and it's all about the rise and fall of it. Um, I remember I was messaging Will about it because I hadn't told him what song I'd chosen yet. And we, we both sort of simultaneously reached the point of talking about Pendulum. And I think it just ended up being a perfect choice, uh, I think for me, just because up until like the last, the very end bit, it just doesn't let up at all. Like you've got no space to breathe at all. All the drums are so hyper-produced and really intense. You know, it's just such a barrage of just intensity and energy for a whole like four minute period. You know, the vocals themselves are quite aggressive as well. I, don't, I, I keep coming back to crunchy now that it's been said. <laughs> um, I feel like it, it, in a, this type of car chase, it's just, 
you've got no time to breathe. It's just all intensity. And then I feel like the, the very end section where it's just sort of the chorus with an acoustic guitar, it just makes me think of just sat back in the warehouse with a beer and everyone's been like, well, that was all right. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of got away with one there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you picked a song by Pendulum because honestly, I think there's like 20 or 30 songs you could pick by Pendulum that would fit this brief absolutely perfectly. Um, they barely have 30 songs, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably have like 30 Every songs Every single song would be perfect yeah. <laughs> My um, choice is The entire Pendulum discography <laughs> <laughs> But this one's I think this one's a really good example Of why I really like Pendulum so much Because it's got the kind of Really fizzy, really energetic Kind of synths going on And there's always like You know, there's the lead kind of riff But then there's always like Fun little counter melodies going on in synths Uh in, in, in the back of the sort of soundscape. Um, but especially his voice and the way that he s- sings, I think feels really anthemic and pumping. Like this is the song on the playlist that kind of made me feel the most adrenaline. It has overlaps with like, like melodic metal, I think, especially the chorus because it's uh, the way the chord structure works and the way that he's fitted the melody. It sounds so anthemic. If we were going to compare it to something else like uh, visual, like it's the last level of a video game um, or like right at the end of the movie, there can't be much more adrenaline than there already is in this song. Yeah, it, it had the same, th- like what Tom was saying earlier about like when he was listening to them, like he always just finds himself speeding to the, the song that he chose. It was exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say that we, we were on the, motor- on the motorway the other weekend and sort of we were listening through this podcast like the playlist, because I was just thinking there's, there's no better way to trial it out than uh, sure. driving down the motorway. And I absolutely did get pseudo road rage going a bit too fast for this one. <laughs> I had like such an intense pendulum phase when I was like 17, 18, and like around the time that Immersion came out. And I was so glad that you picked this just because I haven't listened to this song in such a long time and was immediately like the most pumped I have ever been in my life like this entire album goes so hard and my particular like getaway themed memory about this is I went to sleep once in the back of a car listening to this album quite loudly which is the kind of thing that only my brain can do when it can't sleep the rest of the time and had really really weird dreams notably uh in which I was in Sonic the Hedgehog because a lot of their synths are really video gamey and especially um there's a track called Under the Waves, which I think does just sound like music from Sonic when it gets to the chorus. But I think that like it does have that very kind of it sounds weird to say like sort of cross genre when it's just music. But just a lot of these songs, I think, kind of feel like they kind of evoke other media. And I think to me, like Pendulum always sounds quite video gamey. And it's one of the things I really like about them because it's just, it's that kind of like hype that you get playing like an intense video game. I think it's because it's so relentless. You get that vibe though, like with the like mixture of the, the, the synthy sound of it, because it never, ever stops. You do, I felt like I was playing like a driving game or something while I was listening to this. I, I, harking back to my like video gaming days and I, I felt like I was, I don't know, need for speed or something. Mm. I think it uses pitch really cleverly as well because there's that kind of, a lot of the time in the background there are rising pitches and I think it makes it feel like it's constantly rising in intensity that there's often like a synth in the background just going, like it just is constantly kind of rising. Yeah. 
This this one for me made me want to be a stunt driver. The mental space it put me in was sort of autopilot crisis mode, where which I th- feel like only a stunt driver would be in in this particular scenario, where it's like stop thinking about it, just drive, and doing all these like tricks in a very video game way, but successfully. So not kind of average person driving. But yeah, it, it, I mean, I don't drive and I wanted to be a stunt driver when I was listening to this song. So, you know. <laughs> I really think that, I mean, just, just talking about Pendulum, I think that they're a band that you could take all of their music, you could take their entire discography and make it orchestral. I think they'd be a really good band to do that with, like mm. put all the synths in, like, in an orchestra and like get like the cellos to do like the intense bass line kind of stuff. I think I'm just... I'm always impressed by how they write drum and bass, but it's not like drum and bass for dickheads. Drum and bass that's cool and is, you know, like the songwriting. Yeah, and the songwriting's <laughs> great and the singing's really anthemic. Uh, it doesn't sound like um, annoying 17-year-old boy drum and bass. It sounds like just proper good music. We're drum and bass snobs here on the, the pick and mix. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very clear image in my head of what this would be set to. I seem to have been approaching all these songs with a very cinematic like mindset because mm. getaways, you know, that doesn't really happen very often in real life. So it does make you want to be a little bit fantastical about it. Pardon my melodrama, but I have written down, if we die, we die. Because that's the energy that I got from this song. It's like, things All are fun, but we have to try. And if, if, if we end up accidentally driving off a cliff, then at least it's for the greater good, but except not the greater good, because you're just going for yourself and your love interest in whatever movie you're in. Or platonic, companion <laughs> interest. Let's be inclusive. No, lo- <laughs> no love interest at all. We we don't have time for love in a, a dystopian future. Okay, there's no time. You just just car chases and justice and neon. Yeah. <laughs> also, ne- neon. <laughs> all neon. This this was another Blade Runner one, but but with rain, torrential rain. So. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell that I watched it fairly recently, so it's kind of in my brain. In and there, also yeah. the, the sequel as well. <laughs> Society is really, really advanced, but also really not at the same time. So there's, you know, the aristocracy, and then there's the people who are struggling down in the neon gutters. That's pretty much what I got from this, and I had a great like, time. Like <laughs> Cyber Hunger Games, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. The Neon Gutters is such a good band name. That's a good one. Yes, it is. From the last episode, I came out with about eight phrases that I was like, I need to incorporate these into my just day-to-day use. And I think part of my melodrama is (laughs) definitely number one. And then Neon Gutters is also great. It's the the album is part of my melodrama by the Neon Gutters. Yes. Yes. We're banned now. It's all it takes. That's it. We've signed it in blood. We're a band. It's happening. <laughs> we we play only getaway music. Yeah. <laughs> but we're pedestrians too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. With or Walking without love getaway. interest. With or without. I feel, I feel like we should like set up our band on the back of a on the back of like a lorry <laughs> and have someone drive that lorry and then we play while someone's having a car chase. Or having like a just like a foot race. There has to be a Citroen involved. Has know. to be a Citroen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We can, we can advocate for accessible getaways in film. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we've mentioned Citroen so much that we should 
try and get a sponsorship from them. Yes, to... this podcast. Buy <laughs> <laughs> Citroen. It might survive a car chase. Might not. Even if you don't, you'll die comfortable. <laughs> Either way, you win, right? Right. I learned to drive in a Citroen C1 and it barely survived non-car chases, let alone driving at speed. Beth, you've just lost the sponsor. Sorry. Let let us move on to before we talk more about death and like miserable stuff. Opportunity to make Will uh, overly self-conscious because he's about to say Wolfpack and he took German at school and he's absolutely going to say it like Wolfpack, 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 Wolfpack. Please say it properly. Wolfpack. Beth made fun of me last episode for saying Kraftwerk. Do you know what? I think that was my favourite moment of the last episode. <laughs> so I was like, we've got English, 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 great pronunciation of English, and then, oh, correct pronunciation. I just feel like it's respectful. <laughs> I feel that too. Forget what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just looking forward to it already. I would like, I feel like you should all enjoy it along with me because he'll inevitably say it. Is Wolfpack actually a German word? Because I know... V- like wolf is wolf, but I, I don't. What's a so. what's a wolf pack? I'm gonna look this up live. Sounds like wolf pack, right? Mm. Could be. While Emily's looking it up, let us listen to a minute of the song. you look up a wolf pack emily i did it's not a thing in actual german language um but i found a reddit thread i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um <laughs> can't be yeah. either <laughs> under the under the the leading question does anyone know where wolf Wolfpack got their name and it says I suspect that it's a jokey German accent which I just personified for you pronouncing Wolfpack but this is pure conjecture that's a, that's good enough for me I'm I'm happy it works to- for me yeah neat so yeah. yeah um that was it gets funkier part four by Wolfpack and that's Jess's choice yeah so I was trying to find a like similar song to I guess kind of like what you guys have picked, you know, something sort of quite big sound, like driving beat. But then I just, I couldn't find anything. So I kind of thought, let's go with something kind of funky. And then just thought, oh, Wolfpack. And then came across that one. And I was just like, yes, this is a bit like the other one, like last lap Mario Kart kind of, don't know what's going on kind of thing. And yeah, just kind of pretty crazy. I thought it was quite funny that you put originally put um <laughs> put the meme on of it gets funkier but every time it gets funkier, it gets funkier. It gets funkier. <laughs> i thought that would have been even more fitting you know just like <laughs> it's getting faster and faster every lap kind of thing but yeah <laughs> it does think- feel like throughout the entire song there is an impending red shell coming your way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's nothing you can do about it 
I think what's, gonna get what's you. so interesting to me about this song being on the playlist is it is like, it's the one that is most clearly actually quite upbeat. Like a lot of the other ones have like serious undertones and feel like it's a bit chaotic and dangerous. But this song sounds quite, this song sounds fun. This sounds like an enjoyable car chase. Um, <laughs> I was getting, uh, when Beth and I were talking about this, we were saying that it it gives us like proper like 70s cop show kind of vibes the car's not going to explode in a ball of flame at the end and then people aren't going to die it's kind of just like a like a semi-serious car chase but it's also like a fun one to watch uh so i'm i'm particularly thankful that there is at least one song on this playlist that's quite upbeat and quite fun yeah i i think it's interesting that you say about mario kart though because when i was listening to this i instantly got in my head like if you melded mario kart with like really old school sims you'd get this music. Did anyone else, is that just me? I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever played fantastic. a Sims game earlier than Sims 3. So. The slightly like, really the slight plinky plunkiness of like, I think it's something about the sound of it. It is because like that little piano melody, which is fantastic, is really, really like Mario Kart. But then like the funky bit underneath is like build by mode in like Sims 1. You've yeah, made a really good case for the Sims 1 soundtrack. We've only got one, like, actual drum and bass <laughs> song, but it is quite striking that, like, in all of them, drums and bass are, like, really important elements in one way or another. And I think this song yeah. would not be what it is without that bass line, because the bass in this is just, like, mad. <laughs> it's just yeah. all in the dark. It's the bass solo for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's... it's ridiculous and wonderful yeah and i think that like yeah. does so much to kind of drive it is what gives it so much of that kind of like 70s vibe aside from the general funkiness i think that baseline mm. particularly <laughs> i mean like will says we did have a conversation about this but like there's a whole bill bailey bit where he just does like he just kind of makes up on the spot just kind of vamps like stupid 70s cop show music and like makes jokes about them just like running into boxes and alleys and stuff and it is like it has that kind of like silly almost cartoonish like Starsky and Hutch vibe and I think it's like a kind of old school fun silly car chase that is just like fun to watch. I think it lacks the grit that a lot of stuff like post 2005 after Batman and Game of Thrones and stuff it lacks that grit (laughs) and very much it doesn't you know it's not like it's less serious or less important but it just feels more fun and a bit more laid back like the vibe of it is less oh my God, someone could die at any minute and like something terrible is happening and like we're in danger, mm-hmm. like in the um, like in, in the Chemical Brothers song, um, you know, we were all kind of picking up on cyberpunk dystopia kind of vibes. This does not sound like a dystopian song. This sounds like at the end of this car chase, either the baddies will get locked in jail or the people who've like stolen some money will get away and it'll be like a big celebration. It doesn't feel like Party. there's a lot at stake, I guess. Mm. In the Italian job where like they lose all of the all of the stuff but like they're all fine but it's mm-hmm. all like oh no we've lost everything did you and, sorry have you watched the italian job uh, no the movie time. ends with them hanging off Do a cliff on the bus well it ends on a cliffhanger literally a cliffhanger uh, i take that until that point but it's a pretty valid comparison there is a lot that goes on yeah i well, I don't think they do, I will. I've okay. decided I don't think they do. But um, well, Michael Caine is still alive. But also, it is just very silly. It's a silly <laughs> I love how it's, it's really dolls, silly, but it's also really clever, though. Like, it's so perfectly timed. Each bit, like, you'll hear little bits of melody singing out here and singing out there, and then everything stops, that cute little piano bit, and it's and then it go, you go to all the solos. It's so 
cleverly and perfectly put together yeah. but it's so stupid I, I love it <laughs> it kind of I feel like it is summed up by like the kind of stank face that a lot of them do when they're playing it that kind of like funk face it's super fun but it has it's also got that kind of like level of sass almost like we were talking about with the garbage song I really enjoyed it's this sassy song. but more like a YMCA kind of way <laughs> like a village <laughs> yeah. like like old school <laughs> sass that's a strong love song. that though Classics. No, this actually, this this one made me think about um, what I'd listened to so far. And I think I listened to it in the same order, which is convenient. But it made me realise that, like, each one addresses that the certainty and the uncertainty or, like, the structure and a little bit of chaos in a different way. And this one, there's so much going on that that is the kind of chaotic element. But then each instrument, when you listen to it, is so on point. Like, that's what makes it such a deep sound, like a, a deep, not in an existential way, but deep as in depth, textural depth, you know? But there's just the combination of all those complicated melodies and rhythms and, you know, that's the slightly chaotic, slightly mad side of it. I think this more than, <laughs> more than like any of the others maybe is the kind of music that for a lot of people they might only listen to in the context of like a scene in a movie or something. And I think it's it's interesting because this kind of music like evokes so much and it's been used in the same kind of like scenes and, and the same places in films for such a long time that I think for a lot of people to them like they would hear this and they wouldn't go like oh yeah this is just music that I would listen to for fun mm. they would be like mm. oh yeah this sounds like a car chase or this sounds like this kind of scene because that's kind of the context in which they're used to coming into contact with this kind of music and because even for me like you know this isn't a kind of music that I would just like put on at home and one of the reasons that I enjoyed this so much was because like immediately when we put it on to listen to it I was like oh yeah this is a car chase yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what this is yeah. and it's, yeah. it has that like it's simultaneously kind of like less accessible than some of the others in in a kind of immediate way but also very accessible because we have that whole kind of like cinema code that we all kind of collectively understand where people hear this and they go oh I know where this fits in a movie what you're saying is this song is actually like the archetypal car chase song I do feel like it's, it's like it's the kind of it's the kind of music that we have been using in like chases and mm. that kind of thing for, for just a long time for like decades for sure yeah so what you're saying is Jess has won the car chase <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> not a competition but if it were a competition Jess would have won <laughs> well well covered that was <laughs> I, I just want to say that I, I really love the fact that it sounds like that we've accidentally stumbled into a session where these musicians have already been playing for two and a half hours and they're fully warmed up and they're fully kind of mentally melded with each other and and they're just kind of playing off each other. And also it would fit Tokyo Drift, but an alternate universe version of Tokyo Drift. You've well. clearly seen more movies so, than I have. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not that, that specific movie, not any other Fast and Furious movie, just that one with the aesthetic, but just the, more funky. And I also felt like it was... So you know how a lot of the time the car race minigame in a video game, I mean, maybe it's just me, but often it's it's a bit annoying and it's something you got to get through, but you know that once you'll get to the better bit once you finished it. But like, it's a good minigame, you know, like you're enjoying it. <laughs> And it's visually pleasing. 
and you feel like the stakes are kind of high so you want to try a little bit harder that's kind of how I felt when I was listening to this so it kind of fits with the whole it's a getaway but it's fun and and everything's going to be fine at the end of it and you're just having a good time whilst watching the scenery go by really quickly it's a a good vibes getaway great it is getaway (laughs) I was going to say that would be a good name for a company that you hire to like do from like a crime. Like if you don't have a driver and you're like, we need to hire someone, you'd go to Good Times Getaway and they'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Charge, you know, charge you 10. They have some like incense burning inside the car and good stuff. Times. It's like, it's chilling, man. It's fine. We're going to, we're going to get away. It's cool. Just relax. <laughs> it's where it's that company that you want to get away driver, but you want them to be nice mm-hmm. and you want to have a good time. No, you want to. You want them to listen to how getaway. you feel. Yeah, I love how we're turning like getaway driving into like an Uber service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just had one very specific mental image while listening to it. Then while you just played it, and it was at I think it's the point that everyone keep mentions where it, like everything drops out and there's just a little piano melody that mm. is just amazing. It was sort of like a wacky races type of image in my mind. Well, like, as it all stops, the car stops, but, like, the the wheels carry on. And then, like, the drivers look to the camera like, I don't know what happens. And then they somehow just go off and catch up with the wheels. Like in Scooby-Doo, where they take two seconds to, like, turn turn their legs before they run. The legs! Yeah. I feel like that is what that moment is the perfect oral description of. Yeah, so the next song we're going to listen to is... Threshold by Sex Bob Arm. Stereo putrid, spirit out music in the raw sewage. Reaching by threshold, stand at the truth of the I'm assuming everyone here has watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, right? This has been a very pro-Edgar Wright episode. Yeah. Like baby drivers. That's always a good thing. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm Emily, always pro-Edgar Wright. Were you shaking your head there? Have you not seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? <gasps> but that's good. That means I'm going to hear it differently. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is that you'll have listened to this song and been like, this is a real band, seriously, who released this song for seriousness. <laughs> so... I have to be honest with you, up until I published the playlist, I was originally going to pick Fire by Kasabian. <laughs> when I suggested this uh, to Beth, like within an hour, I was like, I think I'm going to pick Fire by Kasabian because it kind of has all the hallmarks we've been talking about. It's got, the, it's got the big riff. It's got the kind of anthemic melody to it. But then I thought about how I would actually feel in a getaway in a car chase just after a crime was committed or something. And I think I settled on the fact that I would be feeling 110% panic and anxiety and just pure adrenaline. And the song I could best think of that kind of encapsulated all of those was this song by Sex Bob Arm. I feel like this song is just utterly chaotic. The drums feel like they're constantly pushing the tempo and they're not like perfectly in time. Like the recording itself is a bit messy 
just the absolute chaos of the really fuzzy guitar and bass encapsulates the panic and uncoordinated messiness that I would be doing if I was driving in a car getting away from a crime. Not, you know, not taking into account that I can't drive yet. If I was I driving that a car... Man. Yeah. That makes it more stressful. Exactly, yeah. If I jumped into a car and had the keys and I was like, I think I know which, which like pedals the accelerate. I think I know how to drive this thing. That would be the panic I was feeling. And there's loads of, there's like feedback underneath. I can't tell whether it's like electronic feedback or whether it's like audio feedback from the guitar and stuff. I, I actually really like how at the end of the song, it just kind of peters out. Like they go back to another verse but the guitar stops and the bass stops and then the, the drums play for like another bar and then they just kind of peter out. I think for most songs that would feel like annoying and unimpressive. But mm. on this one, it feels like you just captured like an absolute chaotic moment. And the last thing I wanted to say was uh, just listening to it then. I feel like this might just be me projecting, but the singing and the chorus, I feel like their voices are kind of strained. Like they're not quite giving it all of their body and it feels to me like they're really like nervous and anxious. I'm trying to remember at what point in the movie they play this song. I think is it when they're having the the battle against the two twins? There's like a sort of band battle where they play a song against each other to see who wins. So I feel like I think they sound it might be. I feel like they sound dead nervous and like uh, anxious <laughs> while singing those chorus lines when they should be like mm-hmm. giving it their all. That, that is what I got. Just essentially an absolute deluge of panic and messiness and pure adrenaline was what I was trying to go for. I mean, it's basically like a nervous musical sneeze. <laughs> I think it's really cool. <laughs> what it is, you're right. I think it's because you've got you've, you've got like distortion everywhere. You've got distorted guitars. You've got like distorted vocals. You've got like dissonance between the vocal parts, and that you've got that real excess of like symbols going on. Um, it's it's just all adds to this like full on sense of chaos of all these like messy layers going on, and then mm. that coupled with the like the repetition of it's a fairly like simple structure you just get this constant sense of like chaotic motion where you're probably going to get somewhere but you might end up getting there with a few less limbs (laughs) (laughs) how are you suggesting you lose limbs while within a car stick an arm out the window (laughs) talent darling talent (laughs) you don't know how to indicate yeah that's it it's important you're indicating in a getaway of course you are yeah, I do think obviously. It's, it's not necessarily in a car, guys. We could be on a bike. This is true. That's my or mistake. Foot, or in like a or spaceship, a hovercar, right. yeah. or a inter intergalactic getaway. Ooh, yeah. maybe a Did toboggan. You... <laughs> <laughs> that would be really scary. So I'm down for it. You know. Yes. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like a toboggan <laughs> is the best way to lose some limbs. <laughs> If you're I mean, to I, no I protection. Like that, but that vibe would work with this song, the kind of shambolic getaway, where it's like, this might work, it might not, don't really know what I'm doing, ah, uh, which is not a judgment call on the music, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, but it is that sort of slightly messier sound, less precise, but that's intentional. You know, just, just um, so you know, Emily, you can dunk on this band because they're a fictional band that aren't supposed to be that good. So by all means, okay. this band. See, there was me trying to be, you know, neutral and an open-minded <laughs> musician, but apparently I can just slate them and that's fine anyway. I yeah. keep getting so many like visual representations in my head of what this song is. Like it's like the sneeze or like it's like a, a musical representation of like bed hair. 
it's like it, there's so many like images that come into my head when I hear this song because it's like just this wonderful amount of messiness. <laughs> I do think because yeah. it sounds like music that you like cobble together in someone's garage that kind of <clears throat> translates like it sounds like a getaway in like somebody's kind of beaten up like fourth hand Volvo that they've like that they've like replaced the engine in so it goes faster but it just like feels like it's about to fall apart at any moment also on the last episode i said that i thought that me and will had gone for the most like similar vibes with our picks and again i think actually this time we've gone for exactly the same vibe mm. almost because this is most like the hive song i think it's a hive it's the hives but they've not rehearsed in like three years <laughs> And this is yeah. a song that's written. <laughs> also, they're like you were talking about it, like petering out at the end. I do think that if this was in an actual car chase, like in a movie, I do think that's the point at which, like, the car chase is kind of it's going all right, despite the fact that they're in this like beaten up car and they don't really know what they're doing. That's the point at which they run out of petrol. Yeah, and the car just like <laughs> gently rolls to a stop. I was having a, a kind of band practice narrative in my head there, going, okay, so this is like either the first rehearsal or the first gig of this shambolic getaway where someone's not quite got the lead right and then the drummer loses a stick and you know so it all kind of slowly grinds to a halt musically and cinematically <laughs> um, yeah I don't know that kind of DIY shambolic vibe with Beth saying that it, it was very similar to Will's pick of the hives I don't know if you're going to have the same recollection of this that I do, Will. Oh, God. Please don't bring up childhood memories. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a band practice in our garage. I know exactly one. what story you're about to say. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and yes. it's just quite interesting that you said about it being like a garage band practice because we literally did a cover of Tick, Tick, Boom by The Hives. It Fantastic. was... The, the thing with it was, though, that, like, I think we'd already been, like, playing for probably about an hour, an hour and a bit at that point, and we just ended up turning up loads until we got to that song. And because we were just thrashing it out so much, we finished it and just had to, like, get out of the garage and lie down <laughs> for about ten minutes. We extended it, but we extended it to, like, eight minutes long. And the last literally, was just that so one rear. so classic. Um, and it... it it's just hilarious that both of these songs are like the exact same idea and it just made me think of that. <laughs> what I'm taking from this is that actually the ideal getaway song is Tick Tick Boom Extended Edition as performed by Nine Volt Heart. 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 Yeah. <laughs> With a tiny piano break that sounds like Super Mario. Yeah. <laughs> and then back to the heart. I think it's just you you're right I think it is the messiness of it that really appeals to me it's the 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 guitar's not you can tell it's not like really beautifully recorded and like in the movie he's playing an acoustic guitar through like a fuzz pedal which is like <laughs> just just a terrible thing to do hell <laughs> cuz the guitar sounds so brittle and just awful and like the backing vocals are out of tune and stuff I think it's the it's the effort that they're going to to try and convene all of these different instruments and ideas into something that sounds good and like they're 75% there and then think something will go a little bit wrong it's just the the effort that they're going to to make it work when they're not perfect at the thing that they're doing which is kind of like mm. a getaway that well, a getaway if you've not done a getaway before like not a professional <laughs> one yeah, I do think when you were saying, like, it's as if you, you couldn't drive before trying to do the getaway. I find that that is absolutely the whole, 
sound behind this thing because I can imagine this is you in a getaway. Yes. If you like had to be the driver, and I think it absolutely is amazing. Like, and I want to see that, but as long as it wouldn't cost thousands of pounds, I wouldn't know how to like change gear, and I'd be like constantly like grinding the gears together trying to like go faster. There'd be so many metallic clunking noises, and it it would just be absolute ear horrible noise. And it would it would be in like a tiny little Citroen that's like not got any back seat. <laughs> Like a smart car yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. Is a smart car like the perfect car to do a getaway in? Because there's no wasted space. There's no back seats. It's very little. You can get down like alleyways. Maybe the smart car is the best and car to do a getaway in. You may How fast it. can they go, though? <laughs> Probably, Probably not very Not very, not very <laughs> it's far. It's like trying to do I a getaway like... in a roller skate. <laughs> Speed is a bit <laughs> like of an critical. Yeah. yeah. An eco-friendly getaway, though. Well, like getaway on a skateboard. Reduced, but <laughs> the environment. <laughs> the cops are all on scooters, trying to like no segways. Segways. <laughs> <laughs> the most dignified of all transports. Segways versus toboggan <laughs> getaway. <laughs> and they just—they're following, but they're not even going to try and catch up because they know that eventually you will just grind to a halt anyway. And then they'll zoom up at the side and just be like. So rip your arm off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next song, which is Emily's pick, is Yuri Yarrow Percussion Storm by Baba Ma. <laughs> background to, to this choice was I was actually thinking about getaways while collecting music for a radio show that I do, shameless plug, on um, on Melodic Distraction. This was one of the tracks that's on there. And my first choice was actually Hysteria by Muse, which all of these tracks considered would fit right in there. So that's quite funny. But like we were saying for I think it was the Pendulum track. I reckon the whole of that album of Absolution would work just as well. So I kind of then went away and was thinking about what the ideal or my ideal getaway scenario would be and sort of what instinctively came up as like a cinematic setting as well. Um, and my brain sort of went James Bond, but in a Land Rover and in Mali or like... A wide open space <laughs> featuring helicopters so multiple forms of transport this fit into that scenario and that whole vibe of the kind of the more rogue getaway no cities no you know it's you and the cops and they're up in the air it's really funny that you were the person who said <coughs> maybe the getaway is on foot and that you have also now said James <laughs> Because <laughs> discussed, and I said, and Will immediately agreed with me. They reminded me more than anything of the opening of Casino Royale, so weird. where where there's that like chase across all of the like scaffolding. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I down as well. Is on my notes. <laughs> is the song at the opening no, of Casino Royale? It's not, no, it's, I don't not, think it, it's not. It does evoke that so precisely. It's like 
you are not at home you are elsewhere and like it's this kind of dramatic chase like through different terrains and like where you're kind of the underdog it really properly kind of brings that to mind and both of us got the the opening scene of Casino Royale so clearly for what you were going for you've evoked it perfectly because that was exactly (laughs) what came across admittedly I thought cinematically James Bond didn't come to me but I immediately (laughs) thought I immediately thought like it's a Quentin Tarantino movie and you've got like a massive open desert and like Uma Thurman is in a convertible with sunglasses on just like speeding away that's what it evoked me I thought was perfect I liked also that like instrumentation wise there's so much going on with the percussion I think the kind of default at least for getaway music for me was strong percussion but I hadn't thought of it as sort of multi-textured multi-layered it's very structured rhythmically but there's not as much diverse instrumentation like there's the vocals that kind of sit on top and and they're really intense in a really different way but it's just I think what it is is that the pushing energy like being on the edge of the of the tempo all the time I just think it's because they've got all those layers going on. I mean, it, it's perfectly well timed, but you've just got so many. You've got layer after layer after push, and then and then you've got the guitar, and then you've got the vo- like the layers of vocals as well. Because you've got so many layers going on, it mm. feels chaotic simply because there's so many sounds coming from all all different places. But mm. it's sort of held inside this quite structured space, so it works. I think we've all addressed that rhythm is like maybe the most important thing that kind of discerns whether a song would be a good song for a getaway. Like rhythmically, this song is, you know, very different to uh, the Sex Bobon pick, is very different to the Wolfpack song. But like, there just has to be a strong sense of rhythm and it has to be kind of pushing a little bit. There needs to be no sense that it's we're slowing down or getting chill at any point. I think mm. it's that sort of intense rhythm that we've, picked up on in every song i probably most unavoidable in this song because it is like 70 percent percussion uh, so i think it's a, it's a great choice Hints in the name regarding that yeah <laughs> i think a lot of us pick things that are like rhythmically intense in one way or another but there is also like a particular intensity to like cross rhythms and polyrhythms and i think that a lot of the more like western style stuff that we've picked has fewer cross rhythms and so this has that like particular driving intensity because it's not just there's not just one rhythm to kind of wrap your brain around there's multiple rhythms and it's great like I was I really enjoyed this one I was also thinking about it from a I mean I can't drive I'll say that again I can't drive but don't ask um, it to please no one (laughs) but I have driven a Land Rover (laughs) (laughs) in a straight line with my brother next to me is okay we're very slowly but I think maybe that fueled my whole kind of personal vision of a getaway was the one and only car that I've ever driven is a <laughs> big badass car but I was also thinking about from like a what do you need for a good getaway you need to be able to concentrate and for me I can't concentrate with English language music in the background. I also happen to love this artist. Like he's, he's a big name um, in Malian music, which is some of my favorite music. It checks out with the rhythm. It checks out with linguistically. My brain will be concentrating on the fact that I'm driving a Land Rover probably across a sandy surface. I just thought it, it fit into the cinematic aspect. And I think it's really interesting that we've all mentioned that in some way, but, that it's come across 
so different. I think we have had a, a good range, you know, and this one's kind of maybe a bit stand out because it's very different. But it's interesting that it always comes back to that kind of mental image and that cinematic combination of music and visuals. One thing I really enjoy about this song is the fact that it's not it's not so much got like verse chorus structures. It's got a load of different individual bits that have different melodic bits or, or like a different bit of percussion will come to the foreground. It would make for good driving music because there's development all the way through. But it's not like you go, oh, I'm listening to the verse now, I'm listening to the chorus now. It kind mm. of flows really delightfully into like one bit of thundery percussion part will will slide in and then there'll be like a kind of chorus of voices that come after that but there's only like a little bit changing every so often so Mm. you maintain your focus you're not like slapped out of focus by a bit that suddenly gets very quiet you stay Mm. in focus but there's enough development to keep you switched on to keep your brain ticking over Mm. Um, I think it's considering where the music is from I think it's something that is not very typical of western music we like our a b a c structures or whatever yeah. i think i like that this is you know it's still structured but it's a lot more fluid it's like it's kind of morphing throughout mm. which appeals to me and i think it wouldn't mm. well for a car chase because actually in a lot of cases like if you're thinking cinematically actually getaways often do kind of like morph gradually and yes yeah, mm. so in that sense it kind of works really well for that I think that's why I was originally going to go for something more like Dead Mouse because it is that same thing where it's sort of like there aren't too many drastic changes. It's more like the overall movement of it. I think that's why my only other note mm. other than opening scene of James Bond is <laughs> that it reminds me of organic drum and bass. I love it, all, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it, it's all about that sort of like natural <laughs> ebb and flow movement. Yeah, I think it does really work in the similar way that I think a drum and bass tune would. The thing is, if you took out the vocals, it is mostly percussion. And then there's that electric bass guitar that kind of just pulls Mm. all the way through and doesn't really develop a lot. So you're totally on the money. It is predominantly rhythm. It's rhythmic bass. You know, it's got a little bit of, there's a little bit of melody in there. But I think the melody jumps in on top of the, the rhythmic bass. You know, it develops, but that is the foundation of the entire song. That's really cool. I'm going to now go and do a whole project on like <laughs> well, so if you think Dead Mouse versus Baba Mouse. <laughs> about the way that a lot of like Western music is structured, it's often that like if there's going to be an embellishment, often there's like a little rhythmic embellishment, there's a little drum fill or something. And I do think it's really interesting that this is almost like turned on its head. It's so rhythmically centred, but then you have... Mm melody is used as embellishment like it's just mm. this little scattering on the top and you get those those little kind of snatches of that delightfully jangly string sound mm. yeah and it's it's like the almost the reverse of what a lot of music does which is to kind of like it's very harmonically based and then you get little rhythmic moments it's like the opposite of that i like that that's really mm. smart i like Thank that you. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> well, it's also, I think it's, it's, it's good to mention, though, that Barbamal nerd moment, but in the context of his musical sound, this is also exceptional for him in, that he, in this track in particular. And this is why I love it, is because he really indulges in percussive depth, whereas a lot of his music, and he is, you know, he's a, a percussionist, he's a singer, he works a lot with the talking drum, which features here as well but most of his music is actually more melodic more kind of westernized that exported Malian music 
sound that we kind of know and maybe that's part of the whole energy that comes across but he's properly going for it in this song musically as well like it's intentionally meant to be a percussion storm in the context of a fairly export friendly let's say album um at the time which it was late 90s was kind of that whole ethno music getting big everywhere else i like that we've all picked up on that kind of oh it's an exception to the sound that we're used to or the structures that we're used to mm. but actually in in its context as as a piece of music as well it was also pushing for the more like you said organic sound more natural percussion sound i really loved the way it was about three and a half minutes into the song um the vocals are like an octave apart and they're really like strong and powerful and it just gave me goosebumps i loved it and i loved the way the bass is constantly driving the song through but like you said how they've got the um the vocals are just kind of sitting on top but doing interesting things up there so you kind of sometimes they blend into the background a bit more and sometimes they kind of stick out so you focus on them more and I just oh it was just so wonderful and I feel like there are many different contexts of getaways that you could like apply to this song and they'd all sound really interesting together I just I just thought it was really cool and I liked the whole narrative of the storm that kind of ran through it as well and how it began Mm. and ended Mm. and it felt like it was telling a story so it was it was already a story without us putting a getaway on top of it oh you've actually you've picked up on the last point that I totally forgot I was meant to say um (laughs) so nice one (laughs) (laughs) no but that it is in itself also a narrative in that um and it's quite interesting that it's slightly ambient at the beginning and the end as well like it takes in that natural sound of a storm. Um, But I liked that in the context of a getaway as well, because they come out of nowhere, right? But yeah, how how like, you know, there's there's a narrative within the song as well. And it's just interesting. So thank you, Lydia, for picking up. (laughs) Bring bring me back. (laughs) Now comes the point where we try and put these seven songs in some kind of order. And I guess the theme of the playlists... And, you know, is obviously getaway, but the sort of the narrative of the playlist itself is completely up to up to us to decide whether it's a cinematic thing where we like see it as one entire getaway. I did have a pitch here, which was moving forward in time, not through time of day, but like from what sounds oldest to what sounds most futuristic. So obviously we've talked about the 90s sound with the garbage and we've talked about that like futuristic kind of cyberpunk sound and I guess if we're talking about the kind of organicness of the the Baba Mal that that would then be kind of like the oldest and most sort of like rooted so that was one idea that I had. I was thinking geographical looking at the choices just because there's different soundscapes aren't there and there's different musical heritage there as well. I do think that Baba Mal should start the playlist no matter what we pick I think that's It's a good song to <laughs> it's a good song to open with, partly because it starts with that nice yeah. sort of opening. I think um, we should honor Ed's opening sequence comment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I feel like I, I do feel like <laughs> the opening of the song is like sun rising and then you pan down very suddenly when the percussion comes in and someone's having like yeah. a like a chase. Into the action straight away. Yeah. Well like like a James Bond opening sequence. There's always a kind of beautiful landscape or beautiful city and then oh nuts things are going wrong 
Should we maybe finish with the Wolf Pack? Because that is the one that we all felt was quite cheerful and almost yes. silly. Maybe that's a good closer. I guess it depends whether you think this getaway ends well. <laughs> well, that's a good question. We can be optimistic. Yeah, it ends with the sex bob arm and it just kind of like grinds to a halt. And yeah, I don't know. It's all gone wrong. Ending with Wolfpack. It almost feels like the heist and the getaway has already happened and it's been successful. And this is them really fondly looking back on the heist. It's like, oh, I remember that fun time where that guy drove into us and we nearly died. Or it's like, it's like the credits. <laughs> Where, like, yeah. the tension has been removed and it's just, yeah, like you say, fondly remembering. I could They're getting back. food afterwards, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're having a nabsies. <laughs> it's the okay, somewhere will be open. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got Baba Marlin first, Wolfpack at the end. How do we get between them? I feel like the electronic stuff in that case, I think, has to be, like, the sort of centre point. So, I guess either halfway through or sort of yeah. towards the end. Mm-hmm. I think putting Chemical Brothers and Pendulum next to each other is probably a good idea. Yes. yes. If, if, so if Pendulum is if Pendulum is we're gonna die and the Chemical Brothers <laughs> we're definitely not gonna die, which <laughs> We're not gonna die, we're not gonna die, we're gonna die. Or or we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna no, we're fine. I think Pendulum should have come after Chemical Brothers because I like that you reach that sort of like nighttime kind of like electronic mood, but things haven't quite turned bad yet. And then things mm-hmm. turn bad. Because actually the pendulum song ends with a minute of nice chill guitar in the vocals. Yes. Oh my god, I've just I've just realized that we haven't had a very central discussion over in this getaway, are you the goody or the baddie? So because that I think would determine whether it's acceptable for you to be like, nuts, I'm going to die. And then <laughs> actually I'm not. Or whether you're going, I'm fine. Now I'm going to die. I think that the most common thing that we were kind of talking about was some kind of like anti-hero, like either you're doing the mm. wrong thing for the right reasons or you're doing the wrong thing because somebody else <laughs> has wronged you or like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're definitely, you've stolen something, but you're not entirely in the wrong. You're like the character we're rooting for. So I, I think having Pendulum immediately before Volpec does kind of make sense because Pendulum's like yeah. the bit where it all gets hairy at the end and then Volpec is there, <laughs> yeah. as you say, at Nabsies, looking back going, oh we almost died it was all okay <laughs> i do almost f- feel like though with the, the the garbage one where it's like the the bubbly sort of very positive thing i think after if that was after pendulum it would almost be like the feeling invincible after you almost died like nothing like else can yes. now. i think that's right it means there's not too much of a stark contrast between pendulum we might not survive this and Wolfpack. Mm. Hey, we're eating <laughs> chips. Yeah. <Like, laughs> hey, I don't know. Chips. I'd also <laughs> I'd eat chips after that. I think then to fill the second and third spots, I feel like it makes sense for the sex bomb song to come after Tick Tick Boom. Because Tick Tick Boom is like maybe Baba Mal is like the beginning where you're like sprinting to try and get in a car after stealing something. That's like the beginning. And then once you get in the car, you're like that's it, I've got away from this. And you listen to Tick, Tick, Boom, and you're like, that's the getaway. And then Sex Mm -hmm. Bomb is like, when you're like, I don't know if the car's breaking down or something. It's all gone wrong. It's all kind of going wrong. (laughs) You're starting to really understand what choice you've just made. 
and, yeah. and now what the consequences might be. Yeah. I am admittedly thinking in like Grand Theft Auto terms, but maybe in that case, <laughs> when you hit the Chemical Brothers, it's because you've just like abandoned the the car that you were in for Sex Bob Bomb, <laughs> and you've just got into a brand new car, and you're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm gonna be fine, <laughs> and then it all gets goes wrong again. I think that's the moment when you're thinking, I'll be having chips soon, but then there's actually. <laughs> So much that still needs to go on before you reach your happy chips moment. You know, you were and you thinking just, about the chips the, prematurely. You were, you were, yeah, you were getting ahead of yourself, and then all this other stuff needs to happen, yeah. but you didn't even see it mm-hmm. coming. Is the narrative here that the getaway is two nabsies? That that is actually the end point. <laughs> and it's just like that's a place where the police cannot touch you. Cannot they touch can't. You. They can't pass the threshold into nabsies, or they burst into flame. Who are yeah. they vampires? Nazis as hell. They need to be invited. Of, instead, of, instead of garlic, it's like the red salt is like <laughs> that they cannot tolerate. They need to be invited in. I love that. The pig. <laughs> <laughs> You're stolen potatoes and dough and you're taking it to Nazis to make you your getaway meal. Just, Just to, to recap. Just <laughs> back to some kind of sense of sanity. Jesus. So, the mixtape opens with um, Yiri Yari by Baba Mal and then it goes into Tick Tick Boom by The Hives and then it is Threshold by Sex Bob-Arm and then it's Eve of Destruction by Chemical Brothers and it's Crushed by Pendulum then it's Automatic <laughs> Systematic Habit by Garbage and then ending with our sort of like credit sequence of It Gets Funkier Part 4 by Wolfpack. Yes. Is everyone happy with that? Yeah. Love it. Neat. We did it. We got through. We, we successfully got away. But we don't have chips. <laughs> we yes. The place changed. <laughs> we have to like a, a particularly, like a slightly too fast drive across the motorway when like lockdown's over and eat chips and listen to this. <laughs> Last time we were saying we can all get together and listen to it while eating cheese on toast. I feel like now with this one, when lockdown is done, we all have to go to Nabsies and have some chips and imagine that we've just had a car chase. Or we all go go karting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Any of them. You. Thank you for for joining me for this. This was really nice. A good selection of songs. Thanks, guys. It was great fun. Yeah, great. And a good time. really hope you enjoyed the second episode of the Pick and Mix Tape. If you want to listen to the playlist in order, it's on our YouTube channel, Pick and Mix Tape Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at Pick and Mix Tape, and Facebook under the same handle. Please feel free to get in touch about what your choice would be for the playlist, or what you thought about the songs we picked. If you enjoyed this eclectic bunch of songs, then you'd probably like Emily's radio show, Ritmo with Rose is a journey across the world's music and its culture, and it's broadcast on Melodic Distraction every month. You could also listen to mine and Beth Booth's band Gal Pal on Spotify and iTunes to get your fix of cry-along indie pop. And finally, I've been making a song every three days during lockdown, which you can check out by searching Will Truby on SoundCloud and Bandcamp.
Next episode's topic will be a song that'd play at the club in your nightmares, and I'll have a new bunch of people with me. I hope you can join us, and thank you again for listening. Good morning, good day, or good night.